You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We get to travel around the world today. I love doing that. Via the stories from our friends at Lutheran Heritage Foundation. Yay. Love, love, love hearing stories from LHF and the work uh, that they're doing to share the good news of Jesus in so many languages um, with so many great resources that are being translated by uh, so many translators. Mm-hmm. So excited to share that story with you in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us in studio, the Reverend Dr. Matthew Heisey, Executive Director for the Lutheran Heritage Foundation. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hello, Andy. Hello, Sarah. Good to be with you again. And I think um, this is, uh, I think this is the first time that we've had you uh, on since a very exciting occasion in your life. So congratulations. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Oh, wait. Uh, I mean, uh, that didn't uh, change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, so newlywed. Yes, indeed. Thank you. So, Thank can, you. Can, yeah, so the traveling has actually been reduced somewhat, uh, <laughs> as you can imagine. Uh, so thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. We well, that. Uh, delighted to have you in studio today and to hear some of the stories uh, from your travels and what's going on with Lutheran Heritage Foundation around the world and the, the work of bringing that good news and great resources about the good news to so many people around the world. Thank you. So where should we head first? Um, let's see. Maybe my more recent trip would be uh, Finland. So we kind of go uh, to the edge of the continent and to the north. And uh, basically, uh, we, we've done something kind of interesting. It's uh, We translated Luther's catechism into Swedish. In Finland. In, in Finland, <laughs> right. And, and, of course, Swedes can use it too. But a lot of people don't recognize that the western portion of Finland is, is largely Swedish-speaking in certain areas. I, I remember traveling with a uh, missionary from uh, the Finnish uh, Lutheran mission, and uh, he was a native Swedish speaker. So as we were traveling, all of a sudden he pulled off for directions and... My Finnish isn't great, but I can recognize when it's not Finnish anymore. And, and, and I said, you were speaking Swedish, weren't you? And he said, yes, we just crossed an invisible border here in Finland, in central Finland. And now we are in the Swedish-speaking region. So um, actually, uh, there is a need to do uh, books in Swedish. And you'd, of course, people always say, well, wasn't the tra- catechism already translated into Swedish? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, but uh, interestingly enough, a lot of the state churches, whether it be the Finnish catechism or the Swedish catechism, don't really publish it anymore. Hmm. Uh, they may have a bishop's commentary on the catechism. Uh, so... We work with the uh, Finnish Mission Diocese, which, as I understand, should become a partner church of the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod in the coming year. And uh, so I I met with Bishop Bishop Risto Soramis, and we talked about uh, this catechism, which now has just been printed, and its usefulness for Finland as well as Sweden. Learn something new every day. Didn't know that little fact that... Wow. I need to go like research that. Now. This is when you travel the back roads of Finland. <laughs> you learn you learn these strange but interesting facts. Huh. That is fascinating. Uh, what what will these resources uh, mean for the people, for the church um, in Finland? Well, uh, interestingly enough, uh, and, and this is kind of reflective of all of Europe today, I think most of us are quite well aware that uh, there is this 
secular, secularization <laughs> of Europe, mm-hmm. which has mm-hmm. been going on certainly for a, a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And you've got now generations growing up unchurched, and you have state churches like the Finnish state church, which have kind of abandoned basic Christian teaching. Mm-hmm. And so there is a need for it. And the Finnish mission diocese, in in a sense like Missouri Synod, really kind of breaks away from state st- structures and supports itself. Now, several of the pastors in this church actually have been defrocked mm-hmm. by the state church because there's to get your seminary degree, you needed to go to a Finnish university. There's a theological department, and naturally it might have a little bit more liberal theology. So if you are not supportive of uh, women's ordination, if you're not supportive of gay marriage, etc., uh, it's possible you could be defrocked. Mm-hmm. And many have been defrocked, and they are now pastors in very well-educated uh, guys, by the way, too, who are serving this uh, Finnish Lutheran church. I'm trying to think how many congregations, whether it's 32, 35, something like that, and, you know, several thousand members. So, you know, once again, drop in the bucket, very small. But as the Finnish state church begins to abandon traditional Christian teaching, what happens is people begin to say, why should I get up on Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. What what sense is there for me to go to this church that doesn't really believe? I mean, I can just sleep in. And interestingly enough, um, as I understand it, some atheists uh, put together a website a few years back where they gave you the uh, opportunity with the click of a mouse to opt out of the state church. And very simple. Now, in the 1990s, you might have had 90-some percent uh, Finns who are members of the state church. When I talked to Bishop Sormes about a month ago, uh, he told me now that's probably low 70s, possibly upper 60s. Hmm. So what you have is a large number of people moving out of the church uh, officially. It's kind of a fait accompli. They've already left the church, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't want to pay the state tax anymore. Now, if you don't pay the state tax, what does that mean? That means you usually can't get... Uh, wedding ceremonies, baptismal services, burial services. But if you don't believe, these things aren't really as important anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there are some who may not believe they're kind of cultural Christians that won't make that big step yet. Uh, and will hang on there because, oh, they still need to want to go to the church to uh, at least have uh, their kids married or, you know, have a, a parent or grandparent buried. Um, so uh, these are some of the currents that are going on and, and why those who have held to confessional Lutheran Christian teachings for so long have said, we can't work with the state church anymore. We need to break away. And and as they do that, there are consequences um, because now the state begins to say what is hate speech and what is not as mm. well. Mm. So what are some of the challenges then that a free church like uh, like the the diocese? Yeah. Finnish Mission Diocese, Luther Satio, they call themselves in uh, Finnish. They, uh, obviously, you have a couple of things. You need to get a church building, and that often is not the case. Uh, sometimes state church people will let you rent a church because, you know, they're kind of sympathetic to, you know, they, they're not crazy about what's happening in the church as well, state church as well. So they may rent a building to you, but it's it's difficult to find that kind of space. And then, of course, you have to have your parishioners who are going to support you. 
Now, um, the congregation in Helsinki, whom we work closely with, Pastor uh, Dr. Johanna Poyola, uh, who does a lot of our translations, he uh, um, he is one of the pastors in a congregation of well over 200, some well-to-do people, and they they really do support their church financially. Um, so those are the problems kind of what we face with Missouri Synod, too. You're not getting state money, therefore you need to support your own church. But I, I kind of mentioned the notion of hate speech because uh, uh, in 2004, Lutheran Heritage Foundation partnered with uh, the Finnish Mission Diocese to uh, uh, print a booklet by a doctor who was a member of parliament. Her name is Paivi Rassanen. And uh, Dr. Rassanen uh, wrote about uh, the Christian concept of marriage and that homosexuality, while we love this, the sinner, we do not hate the sinner, um, homosexuality was not an acceptable behavior and would not be accepted as marriage in a Christian or Lutheran church. Well, um, she was attacked for that, but now what's happening is they are going back to this pamphlet recently and accusing her of hate speech as the gay movement has grown in Finland. So so she's accused of hate speech, and now the Attorney General has uh, ordered an inquiry into her writing, something that we help publish. And so that independent Lutheran church, the Finnish Mission Diocese, and Dr. Rassanen now face potential consequences. And, of course, the society has to make a decision here, too. So, you know, as you print these books and you get them in people's hands, you also recognize, oh, there's a different kind of persecution happening in certain places around the world, especially Europe. Wow, that's a, that's a in a sense a, a a new type of persecution, I guess, to some degree. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun yeah. as well. Yeah, so. no, it, 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 I think it's just different colors painted mm-hmm. with different colors. You could say, mm-hmm. sure, and and that's kind of what's what's happening there. So you know, we kind of wonder, okay, we're helping them produce these materials uh you know what does that mean to us uh if we are uh participating and and of course they're the ones who live in that society mm-hmm. and i was just mentioning to both of you as well that uh just uh, a few weeks back before thanksgiving uh, a bishop a regional bishop for saxony in southeastern germany said that we have to re it's time long since time to relook at the book of concord and in particular the 16th article of the augsburg confession talking in particular about christian men serving as soldiers um, and also the concept of just war she says this is archaic it should be expunged from the book of concord so, you know, once again, these kind of debate, I mean, think of what Angela Merkel uh, has to consider as she sends soldiers to Afghanistan, German soldiers here, when the church begins, a regional bishop says, it's time to start doing this, and we need to talk about this. We have tried in that region of southeastern Germany to help uh, republish through uh, members of our church partner, Zelkta independent German Lutheran church, uh, republish uh, Martin Chemnitz's Enchiridion, uh, some classic Lutheran books that were in the old kind of Gothic script, which even most modern Germans could not read today. And so he just kind of put it, transcribed it into the Latin uh, characters, which we read. And uh, we did that hoping that maybe this was an opening to the Saxon state church uh, because they had a more biblical bishop elected for Saxony, um, and now it looks like he the pressure is just so great on him that he's beginning to fold a bit. And uh, so, I mean, these are places in Europe where defending Christian teaching is now traditional Christian teaching. Uh, of course, the Lutheran 
Church Missouri Synod professes, is now becoming more and more difficult as we speak. So... We're talking with Reverend Dr. Matthew Heise, Executive Director for the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, on what's happening around the world, particularly in places where uh, the church is given to boldly confess the, the Word of God. We'll, we need to take a quick break. When we come back from that, we'll continue our stories with Pastor Heise. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're talking with Reverend Dr. Matthew Heise, Executive Director for the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, learning what's happening around the world, particularly in Lutheran church bodies and uh, and partner churches, uh, what's happening, especially as there's this intersection of uh, the church and the state. We were just uh, talking about what was happening in uh, in Europe, in, in Finland, and in Germany. Now, where do you want to head next, Dr. Well, Heise? I, I was going to say, it's it's getting a little chilly outside. Let's go south. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we headed to next? Well, I, I had the great opportunity to uh, attend the uh, uh, Thailand Lutheran, and uh, I have to get it ready, Thailand Concordia Lutheran Church 15th anniversary. Hmm. That church uh, was founded in 2004. And uh, one of the main founders is our director, who has been on the program as well for Asia, uh, the Reverend Ted Natalong. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ted lives in the uh, St. Louis area, St. Charles, with his wife, Ganya, who's the LHM director for Southeast Asia. And uh, so I joined Ted uh, coming from the north and and got down to thailand so i had to put my winter jacket inside a suitcase <laughs> and because thailand was 90s mm. so it was no longer 20s 30s it was 90s <laughs> and uh, that happens sometimes on these travels especially when you're kind of in a fall um, atmosphere uh, autumn atmosphere so uh, it was really fascinating to see that they not only gathered their i mean their own believers are, are you're talking 600 to a thousand more or less eight congregations. You're in a Buddhist culture. It's, you know, overwhelmingly Buddhist. And Ted, our Ted, of course, has talked to you as well about growing up as a Buddhist in Thailand and uh, just the whole concept of fear that so many Thais have as they encounter the spirit world and the comfort that comes from Christ. There's just, I think, I was reminded of that because as I talk about Thailand, I, I would be remiss not to mention my good friend and our dear brother, Kusang, uh, Professor mm -hmm. Kusang, who recently passed and has joined the, the saints in heaven. And uh, Ku was just finishing up a, a small catechism with explanation, uh, translation into his native Hmong. And uh, Ku was just uh, 
just an inveterate soldier for us. He worked so hard on these things. And when I came into St. Louis, I remember looking at him from behind. He was talking to someone looking over my, his shoulder. And he says, I see you there. <laughs> and I said, I'm just asking about the update on the, on the translation. But he, he wore so many hats. And, and Koo had that wonderful statement, and, and which I'm sure will be repeated at his, uh, at his funeral on Saturday, um, that, you know, perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. The love of Christ casts out fear. And Ku, being from Laos and the Hmong culture, understood that. And Ted understands that. So to be able to get books that reaffirm uh, our God, the Comforter, who casts out all fear with his perfect love through his son Jesus is, is, is just remarkable. So spending a few days with the Thailand Lutherans, uh, the Thai Lutherans, was, was a real joy. Um, because it's it's so young, and and they were very cognizant of the fact that they needed to once again get out there and evangelize people in their country, and uh, so it was a call to arms for them as well. And what was really neat was they invited the Cambodian Lutherans to join them, hmm. and another young fledgling church, but churches that are very interested in Lutheran resources to teach and do outreach. And so the Cambodians said, you know, we look to you as a big brother. You're older than us, and we want to have a 15-year anniversary celebration like you did to gather the believers together to strengthen and encourage. Mm-hmm. Are there other projects happening right now in Southeast Asia uh, or, or things that are, that are going on with, with LHF? All the time. <laughs> I mean, from the very heavy top uh, Book of Concord, that should be completed in Indonesia, uh, which is Bahasa, the language is, literally means language in Indonesian. <laughs> so Bahasa is, uh, is the Indonesian language. Uh, Indonesia is another really interesting place. I mean, this is one of the largest Muslim countries in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are just seeing doors open left and right now to teach Muslims in schools who want to know about Christianity, uh, who are looking for our resources. The There is no quote-unquote, real Lutheran church, per se, that I'm aware of. There are Protestant churches who really have kind of lost the notion of what Lutheran teaching is. There's maybe a small segment that does that. So we are trying to uh, expand our books into the languages like Batak, which is uh, Borneo, that area as well, and uh, Malaysia. So those regions there, too, yeah, we are working on books of Concord, catechisms, children's Bible story books. And in particular, we are hoping to complete uh, God's Word for You, which is a teen Bible study. Mm. And uh, it is illustrated with the uh, uh, manga characteristics, the Japanese cartoon style. Uh, trying to, and, and this, our, our Ted is, Ted Nothalong has really been an expert at making sure, you know, okay, that the artist, the illustrator gets an understanding of what he wants him to convey because uh, we did have uh, initial pictures of Jesus as Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, <laughs> while we know our Lord is all powerful, uh, he is omnipotent, uh, well, you know, I mean, you don't have to have him look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> And you had some of the most docile-looking wolves I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Come on, get a, get a, sharpen those fangs a little bit. So this has been a process, you know, trying to 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 convey something to kids, and uh, and in, in in a modern format with the old tried and true biblical stories. Working with those artists, <laughs> <laughs> I work with one every day. 
Well, artists uh, certainly right. have different brains. And thank God for that. Amen. Thank Amen. God for that. That's true. Painting beautiful pictures for us every day and exactly. not even using paint. So Southeast Asia, uh, anywhere else? Well, Kenya, Kenya, Kenya actually is is something that we've really begun to do quite a bit of work. We've uh, we have a Finn by the name of Tuomo Simioki who has been working with uh, an ELCK that's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Kenya, Pastor George Andieki, and George is our tra- main translator in Swahili, and they've just been going out now to regions, expanding our book uh, distribution, which has kind of kind of fallen by the wayside. Now, Dr. Dinkubato is is managing all these things now as he steps into his role and he will take, you know, even greater charge of it. But right now what's happening is they are finding that there are so many of these these areas that are hard to reach in just Kenya alone mm. and people who will walk uh, good four hours to come to church, teenage girls with poisonous snakes, by the way, who will walk four hours to church there and then four hours back. And they're in a, a region called Kitui, which is over in western Kenya, which is uh, right now has gone through a drought. From what I understand, no rain in a couple of years. Wow. And, and yet they are thirsty in a spiritual sense for God's word. And we've had great success in bringing books to them. Uh, and despite their dire circumstances, they said, teach us, bring us more books. Wow. Traveling? Did you say four hours? Four, uh, four hour walk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for this, the elderly lady that they talked about only had two hours to walk. But uh, I don't know how old she was. But but they, you know, these things that where time doesn't mm-hmm. mean as much as it does does to us as we look at our watches or uh, look at our phones uh, mm-hmm. and say, "Gee, I've got to be there in fifteen minutes." You know, can I make it 13? Yeah. Right. Can I make it 13? <laughs> beat, beat the Google Maps. And if I jump right, right in front of that car ahead of me, like Fred Flintstone used to do on those uh, cartoons, you know, gain 30 uh, seconds. Yeah. I gain a whole 30 seconds. But that, for them, no. I was just letting that sink in for a minute that they they are willing to walk two hours, four hours. Yeah. To make it to the you know, amount church. of time that we're in work. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Each day. Yeah. Or that, that we even talk about, mm-hmm. you know, we get antsy if the service is longer than an hour, mm-hmm. maybe an hour and 15 minutes. And the cynical wow. will say, oh, they don't have anything else to do out there anyway. So they, they can they can be cynics like that. But, you know, to take eight hours of your day, and, and mm-hmm. my guess is certainly services are not <laughs> are not very short either, especially no. when you make it. This is a day. Right. This is God's day. And uh, you want to. Uh, you want to, to to be there with the faithful. And uh, so to be able to get books into their hands, into some of these remote areas, is really, uh, is I think, something we, we look more and more to do, especially as we go into so many, because we're finding that even in these regions of Kenya, um, where Swahili is the English, local dialects still are important. Kamba language, I believe, is the one. K-A-M-B-A is one other. Ekugisi. There are so many of these other dialects where that is the first language of people in these regions. And so you need to have resources in those. Luau. Daluau. You need to have something in that language for the person. You know, Luther understands this. So you mentioned you mentioned Book of Concord. Other resources in, in this region as well? In uh Kenya in South, yes. mm-hmm. oh, okay in uh, Eastern Africa. Oh yeah, there. Actually, one of the interesting things is we've we've done the Roland Bainton book in Swahili. Here I stand, Martin Luther's mm-hmm. story, and it's something. It's sometimes you know, as we teach and say Lutheran teachings, people say, "So who is this Luther guy?" 
Mm-hmm. And you begin, uh, uh, quite frankly, at the uh, Concordia Seminary with uh, Paul Robinson teaching me. We did we used the James Kittleson book, which mm-hmm. is really good. So we've used that. Uh, but the Bainton book has also been used, too. So always looking for uh, good uh, Luther biographies uh, to be able to explain who this person was and how he was brought uh, by the Lord to an understanding that we are saved not by our works and, and how that played out. If you read more Robert Kolb, you'll see how it plays out in the medieval world uh, and uh, the, the convergence of medieval and Renaissance worlds. So um, that's why I'm reading Luther's Wittenberg World by Robert Kolb, my mentor. <laughs> <laughs> so we've covered uh, Europe, Southeast Asia, Kenya. Uh, anywhere else we have just under a minute left. Any other places or any resources, anything you want to point us to? I will do that instead because I'm reminded of the Bill Buckley answer when Ted Koppel said, you have 10 seconds, you have anything to add? And he said, <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, but I will say, yes, at uh, www.lhfmissions.org, you can read a lot about what we're doing, the resources that we have. And once again, you know, think of Christmas time you have someone from a a different language, you want to give them a gift, Mm -hmm. just send us a note. We will ship you free of charge. Uh, One of those books, and it'll be a way you can share your faith with someone, and they're always happy to get something in their own language, especially Mm -hmm. as an immigrant. Mm LHFmissions.org is the website. You can find more there and uh, the resources that LHF Missions, uh, LHF provides as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Heisey, for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thank you as always. Always love catching up with you. Thanks for making time for us when you come to St. Louis. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere.